Welcome to the YGV100FM podcast. I'm your host, Wun Tan. In this podcast, we invite you to join us in the exciting world of your global village. If this is your first time here, we are a community living and working in a metaverse-inspired village. Our purpose with this podcast is to share the stories of each resident and find the lessons learned that can help you get better results and have a bigger impact. Whether you're just starting out in your business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find fresh ideas and inspiration in these stories. Welcome to another episode of YGV 100 FM. With me today, I've got Sharad Agrawal of Only Webinars. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Vaughn. Happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome to this, uh, this amazing studio uh, that Annelies built for us. So tell us how you became who you are, you know, for people who don't know you, you know, give, give yourself a, a short intro and, and share with us your, your background. Like what, what were the key moments in your journey? What were the big decisions that you made that brought you to where you are today? Uh, sure. Uh, so uh, like most people, I started my career working for corporates. I used to work for the ex-IBM company in India and then for Apple in Saudi Arabia and then came to Dubai, did some business with Panasonic. And while I was, uh, you know, working in a corporate environment, it was uh, pretty good going in terms of uh, the package and in terms of quality of lifestyle, etc. But uh, what I found lacking was that I did not have the freedom to do what made me happy. I mean, in the sense, one has to conform to the corporate culture, the do's and don'ts of work life. And freedom is kind of limited in that you can't, for example, come and go as you please because there's 8.30 a.m. You have to kind of sign up and 5.30 p.m. You are supposed to be there. And in those days, uh, you know, there was no work from home concept and no hybrid. So you were forced to sit on a desk and do what you were supposed to do. And I did that for, you know, a few years. And then one day I realized uh, I can make a difference if I decided to become my own boss. And so I gave up the suits. I took off my tie. I entered the entrepreneur world while in Dubai. And that was in 1996. So I'm taking you back good 25 years uh, when I started my entrepreneurship journey and started a company in Dubai uh, called Cyber Gear. It was actually the first internet services company in the entire Middle East. Uh, so much so that my company was called Cyber Gear and the Dubai Economic Department gave me a trade license for automobiles business because they saw gear in the name. And I kept explaining to them, I'm doing internet and not automobiles. So back then, nobody knew the web and its potential. So I'm like a pioneer of such. And uh, so that was a turning point in my life. And obviously, over the years, uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, there have been a lot of lessons learned. And I'm happy to share some of those significant moments. Uh, for me, the biggest lesson learned was that you have to build a good team and you cannot you know, do everything on your own. In the beginning, I was doing everything. I was meeting the clients, preparing the quotations, closing the deals implementing, raising the invoices and, uh, you know, collecting the checks. So 
uh, it was like pretty much a, like a one man band. Uh, but soon uh, things got better and I started hiring specialists for each job. And uh, so for me, the biggest lesson learned was build a strong team. And that way you don't have to work that hard because you already have a team you can count on. So that uh, first lesson has paid off rich dividends now because I have a team that works together and they're members who trust each other, which is very important. And so I spend most of my time in team building exercises. I don't have to regularly motivate them, but I make the work interesting because when I was working, you know, as an employee, uh, there were dull moments in my career. You know, some days you just didn't feel like working or the job was not interesting enough. So uh, now being on the other side of the table, I make sure uh, the content every day is rich for each uh, member of my team. And I kind of have a concept where different team members get to do different things. So they are not just doing, you know, one uh, old thing every day, day in, day out. There's a variety. And so that kind of helps my team stay motivated. And second lesson, if I may, uh, very quickly, I believe in, uh, you know, surpassing my clients' expectations. So when I started, the challenge was to meet them. And we were able to achieve that. But then there was a lot of competition. And when I analyzed that, I realized that if I have to survive long-term in this business, then I have to exceed customer expectations. So that's what I have. Those are the values I've instilled in my team. So if, for example, I promise a client I'll deliver in four weeks, my internal deadline is three weeks. And then the customers say, wow. And, you know, so that uh, concept that is ingrained in our team uh, has paid, uh, again, dividends and we've, you know, stayed relevant and we are still around 25 years down the road. Well, I love that exceeding cust- customer expectation is a, is a key value for your team and, and your business. You know, so what else would you say that have got you to, you know, where you are? Yeah, also, uh, you know, uh, when I look back at our journey, what has helped us grow has been the concept of innovation. So I am a serial networker. And as you might know, on LinkedIn, you can see I have 30,000 strong network. And uh, I have invested a lot of my time and effort in nurturing and nourishing those relationships. Nothing happens overnight. And so there are a lot of learnings in building communities. So I get a lot of heads up kind of information on what's new, what's coming in the future by, you know, participating in discussions uh, in these forums, in these communities, in these blogs. And that way I remain up to speed. And I'm a great believer that, uh, you know, if you are not failing enough, you are not innovating enough. So you have to try new things and it's okay to fail. Nobody can succeed all the time. But I hear people, you know, who say, I never failed. And my answer is good for you. But I have a feeling that you didn't try enough new things because you learn more from failures than from successes, right? So uh, for me, if one in four ventures fails, it's good. I, I accept, I celebrate those failures because next time around, I know what not to do. So a lot of these learnings, a lot of innovation, And I've always been the first in whatever I've done. So I gave you that example of getting into internet services and being the first mover. 
Likewise, I started when COVID hit 18 months back, I again innovated and launched a platform called onlywebinars.com, which has gained a lot of traction. We've done like three dozen webinars already, corporate and community webinars. So only webinars is also a success story because of the need I felt uh, to create a platform for having engaging conversations. Because COVID, you know, meant everybody was locked up in their homes, working 24 by 7. They were not getting to meet people, even though it was virtual, and not getting a chance to vent there or express their feelings, good or bad. So I saw this niche and was the first uh, to launch OnlyWebinars.com, which is a dedicated platform. And we have done uh, off late, and you might be aware of those, a lot of... Uh, global uh, webinars where we've had panelists from five continents and uh, members in the audience from 60 plus countries. And uh, we are having some more uh, planned for uh, January, including plan for impact with our, uh, you know, uh, global village. So a lot of action happening. Amazing. So let's come to kind of like the part two of this conversation, right? So what's um, what's happening with only webinar in, in the sense like what? How do you work with clients? You know what what sort of problems do you help solve? And uh, and and please share some sort of before and after stories. Yeah, there are lots actually. So uh, in only webinars, uh, there are two things that we do. One are the corporate webinars, which are for organizations where we charge them for providing the service. And we've worked with good brands like Reuters, like Hitachi uh, globally, where uh, we help them, uh, you know, push their brand, their products and services to a larger audience. So typically a brand would come to onlywebinars.com and, for example, say that this is the product that we are launching and we would like to reach uh, C-suite executives in, in this geographic area. So then it's up to us how we promote this webinar. And we largely use LinkedIn because of its B2B audience. And we reach out to C-suite people for a given geographic area, for a given industry, and send out invites to them and get them to register for the webinar. So typically, on the average, I would say our webinars have over 200 people register and almost 100 people show up on the given day. And the rest, of course, get a recording, which they can view later. Uh, And when we are doing the initial marketing on social media, and we use all social media, right from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, TikTok, Snapchat, what have you. So we almost are touching close to 250,000 people at various touch points while doing the pre-marketing of the webinar. So I had one situation where a customer came to us and said, even before the actual webinar happened, wow, we are getting so much mileage. You know, press is contacting us for stories. We've been on the cover of this magazine. So we generate a lot of buzz around a webinar. And even post-webinar, we create video clips, we create podcasts, and we reach out, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis. And uh, of course, the clients get to archive the webinars on their website for, you know, uh, building good content. So it's a win-win situation for all concerned. So I just covered a little bit on the corporate side of things. The other thing that I do a lot on only webinars is the community webinars. So that's my passion project. And that's basically giving back to society, giving back to communities. 
So we've got a What's Next series of webinars that we do every six weeks. It has a global panel from New York, Paris, London, Dubai, even Singapore and Australia. And so I will continue to do those as we get into 2022, because again, you know, it helps to educate people on what are the new challenges facing uh, individuals and organizations. So we've talked about the hybrid environment. We've talked about challenges of uh, remote working. We've talked about how you can go from surviving to thriving mode. And on January 11 next year, uh, we have another webinar, which is going to talk about leadership challenges and opportunities in 2022, because clearly, you know, uh, COVID is not totally behind us as we are reading in uh, news media. Uh, there are still, you know, some countries that are um, having an increase in numbers and they are anxious and uncertain and pretty much on shifting sands. So I think um, we still need to uh, reinforce the concept that leaders have to have multiple plans, you know, like plan B, plan C, or maybe even a plan D, uh, because uh, they have to make sure they are on top of things and not be caught unawares. Because last time when COVID happened, uh, there was not a single CEO on the planet who was prepared for it. So now we've got 18 months of lessons and heads up. So we should be better equipped for any challenges that come our way. And I, I love that. And I, I love how you got two sides of that business and and obviously one fits to the other, one fits in very well to the other. And so, you know, when when the corporate clients come to you, like how do they think differently, you know, having worked with you? Like there, there must be some other benefits other than just the, the obvious, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, brands that come to us have been doing traditional marketing so far. Uh, for them, digital marketing uh, meant sticking banners on websites or doing direct email campaigns. That is so, you know, 1960, I call it. That's old way of marketing. The new way is webinar marketing because, uh, one, you can have a relationship, uh, let's say a very intimate relationship with 100 people who are in the room, right? You can talk to them almost on a one-on-one -on -one basis. You can take their questions in real time. You can answer them, you know, during a webinar. And we make them very interactive by doing polls, surveys, inviting the audience to participate. And uh, you build good relationships. You build good prospects list. So maybe during a webinar, you don't strike gold as in sign a deal then and there. But then you generate 200 prospects and you, you know, follow them, uh, follow up with them through traditional means. And one thing leads to another. So, uh, and, you know, you have to do this on an ongoing basis. One single webinar will not probably do the job, but if you do, let's say, a webinar every quarter, then uh, people take you seriously. Uh, you build brand loyalty. You are in the face of a lot of good people. And uh, it's a very cost-effective way of marketing. You know, when you do email campaigns, people charge per subscriber. So just imagine the cost of sending an email to 250000 qualified people. It's enormous. And you still don't know what happened as a result of that. Here, you get to see the results. You get to inter interact with real people. So I think uh, part of my job is educating the market. And once they are educated, then they automatically come to us because uh, we are specialists in this field and actually have very little to no competition. So uh, we love the space we have occupied. 
And our name, which is only webinars, I think is very strong because uh, you know it's easy to be found on the internet. Amazing, I love it. So for for the sort of community side, like how you you mentioned um, the the what next series, and you say it's a passion project. Obviously, people are interested in the content. Why should someone be be following these series? Because I know I, I have seen some of the content, and it's amazing stuff. It's all cutting yeah. edge and re- very relevant stuff. Yeah, so you you know, obviously, people like this content because almost fifty percent of our audience is repeat audience. Okay, so that uh, for me tells a story that people are interested in these conversations, right? If they are coming back for more, means they are hungry for good content. And I think, uh, just generally speaking, the biggest challenge today on the internet is to create original content. It's one thing to share, like, repost, right? You're not creating anything original, but just like you, when you are recording podcasts, you are creating original content, and that has a market. But just imagine if you were every morning just taking existing content from YouTube and putting it out there, there'd be no appetite because it's already there. But by definition, when you create new content, there is a market for it. That's one. And two, uh, I find uh, the conversations we are having on these webinars are two-way. So I don't believe in preaching. I don't do PowerPoint presentations. And there is a saying about webinars that they are... 90% radio and 10% television. What does that mean? People like to listen to stuff while they are doing their own stuff. Like I could be doing emails and still be part of the conversation. But if I force people to watch a presentation, uh, then I'm asking for too much. And I think nobody wants to be preached. Nobody wants to be talked down to. People want to be at the same level. They want to be treated with respect. They want to be part of the conversation. And that format works well. So I do fireside chats. I love to have four or five panelists from different continents because you get different points of view. And trust me, every time I have done a webinar, I have become a lot wiser. It's like reading five books or 10 books in 45 minutes. So you get the best of all. And the panelists come with an amazing uh, reservoir of knowledge. And these are not people with just knowledge or wisdom. These are people who are creating an impact. And for me, impact is up there, followed by wisdom and then knowledge and then Google, etc. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Could you share with us a bit about you know, your, your vision and where you are heading? If today is 2026, looking back in the past five years, what would you say are the highlights in the past five years? Yeah, so if we fast forward uh, to 2026, we are in a metaverse, all right? We are in the NFT domain. We are in Web 3.0. We are doing these shows with virtual reality, with avatars, with icons, right? So I think there'll be a major, major shift. It's going to be, I don't know, $1,500 billion industry by 2026, And metaverse will be the de facto standard where there'll be virtual ecosystems. You could be anywhere in the world. It does not matter. You will be able to transact, you know, buy product services from just by clicking a few buttons, maybe perhaps just from your mobile phone. So uh, metaverse, NFTs, because I think digital 
it's already you know uh, digital acceleration has happened because of covid uh, that's a fact but nfts uh, i see a lot of merit because everything eventually has to be digitized everything has to be copyright protected so uh, everything even podcasts will be on nfts will have a value and i think it will be a good idea for you also to consider that because as i'm talking to global leaders they are pivoting and they want to know more so just for your information uh, another webinar that i'm having uh, in january uh, towards the end it's being finalized as we speak is exactly about this which says is your brand future proof and we are discussing metaverse uh, nft and web 3.0 because web 3.0 is going to be 3d three dimensional right now in we are in web 2.0 it's flat so that will be another major shift and ar vr all the new technologies will seamlessly integrate in our lives so we will just say something and it will happen so you'll have alexa to the power x basically uh, doing all the chores right now it just switches your lights on and off and you know draws the drapes but tomorrow it will order food it will get our taxi it will heat up food in microwave it will you know top up milk in the fridge so crazy technologies are coming our way and everybody needs to become digitally savvy fast so your your impact and your vision would be to help educate this i guess yes starting now as i said uh, january third week we are doing uh, a webinar around this topic i've already put together very exciting panelists from brazil latin america uh, santa clara us some are coming in from europe today we finalized the speaker from singapore so you know globally uh, there is a shift people are waking up to the new world order to the new reality and the futurists have already said the future is now and we got to start preparing for it now we can't wait for another 5 years because by then we would have missed the bus and i give this example to all we have to be like shinkansen which is the bullet train in japan right if you've seen it you've missed it you have to be on it <laughs> yes i've heard you say that this is such a yeah. such a good uh, analogy so any final advice for anyone who is listening and and feeling inspired like what what's final advice do you have for them yeah i think uh, entrepreneurs especially i like to mentor them uh, you got to think big you got to think beyond borders so don't be happy with 20% growth or 120% growth look at growing 500 times and uh, look at growing in the next 6 months i mean you have your five year plans etc but like i tell people don't make very tall bucket lists because you know then we are dead so do things now uh, create experiences cherish those memories and learn from your failures and i always like to ask uh, entrepreneurs uh, talk to me about your failures if they have no failures to talk about i'm not interested in that conversation because seriously they're not trying new things enough so experiment get out of your comfort zone uh meet people who have crazy outlandish ideas because that's what will ignite a spark if you just do the usual 9 to 5 stuff uh you will remain that kind of a guy so just break all barriers uh look at uh, the world uh standing on your head uh, metaphorically not literally <laughs> and then you will get a new or a different world view of things So that's my advice to people listening to this podcast 
experiment, try new stuff, okay to fail, and think big, think exponential, and you will get there. Well, wow, that's so such a good advice, and uh, yeah, one that sometimes scares me, but um, it's great advice. So thank you very much, Sharad. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Woon, and uh, I look forward to collaborating with you on uh, more projects in the future. And would love to, by the way, have you as our panelist in one of our forthcoming webinars, so you can tell your side of the story to us. <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, just like I am learning a lot from webinars, I'm sure you are learning a lot through podcasts. And the two kind of tie in very well. And uh, luckily, both of us are in a growing uh, business, so we don't have to have sleepless nights. Uh, <laughs> we just need to, you know, uh, perfect these arts because everything evolves. And I'm also investing time finding out how to do, uh, you know, ROIs uh, or webinars with a good ROI, with a good ROE, return on engagement. And uh, yeah, these are exciting times. So lucky to be alive and lucky to be contributing to our society and giving back as much as we can. Awesome. Thank you, Sharad. Thank you, Boon. And see you on the other side. Thank you very much for listening till the end of this episode. That was Sharad Agrawal of Only Webinars. He is resident number 14 Global Square Village. Of course, if you have listened this far, make sure you check out the Village Treasure Hunt and join us virtually for our next event at the Village Cafe. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in to the next episode. We have Lorna Charlton share her journey from being a scientist and academic to becoming a storyteller by being a heritage interpreter. And now she's helping others discover their passion, purpose and legacy. To find out more about Your Global Village, head over to yourglobalvillage.com. So that's it from me, I'm Muntan, and I'll see you on the next episode.